0: It's a Bumblecast Mini, sponsored by Madeline Blue Star
1: 7. Here we go! Let's jump on in! We know that Eggman is aware that Sonic can't swim. Is he aware that Tails is afraid of lightning and ghosts? I don't recall ever seeing Eggman see this, so I was wondering if he was shown to seeing it in a scene that I either haven't seen or forgot. I don't know,
0: honestly. I mean, it would make sense that he would know, keep tabs on Sonic's closest associates for weaknesses and whatnot. But also, arguably, he may have tunnel vision on Sonic and not really
1: care what Tails is afraid of. So,
0: I don't know. I'd say TBD.
1: (laughs) From the games and Sonic X, we know that Sonic, Tails, Rouge, Amy, Big, and Eggman can fly hovercraft like planes and ships. Can you name everyone else in Modern Sonic who has the ability to fly aircraft as well, including characters who debuted in IDW?
0: I'm pretty sure we saw Vector piloting an
1: aircraft. Is everyone? Air. Is it just a universal pilot's license? Everybody has one. In <laughs> you're just in Sonic's world, you're just born with a pilot's license. <laughs> I would imagine
0: Whisper might know, but beyond that, I don't think too many people should know. Then it just becomes, you know too common who cares if
1: tails can fly a plane everyone can fly a plane
0: look (laughs) out he can fly a plane you idiot we all fly planes
1: (laughs) they all played pilot wings there we go that's what happened they all got their gold badges (laughs) in idw so far we've seen the interior of the first floor of tails purplish gray workshop house and not the second floor does it have one or multiple bedrooms and if so which floors are they on is the second floor as big as the first floor in issue 49, Sonic slipped on the couch and tails came from what looked like another room on the first floor.
0: That'd be more a question for Evan Stanley. I don't know if she did, like, a floor plan for the house or if she was just kind of playing it by ear. But I, that would be more in her wheelhouse than mine.
1: Hmm. I don't know. I feel like these are, these are things that probably just aren't really thought about too much, you know? <laughs> but who knows? Uh,
0: I sometimes i do sometimes i don't if it's important to the story like if it's going to be a major reoccurring place i might think about it but i haven't thought about this particular setting and i didn't write that story so Mm -hmm. i don't want to say no because i
1: don't know what evan has in mind it's like leave it to bieber you never see the bathroom (laughs) ever no bathrooms on sonic's world from Tales's purplish purple is great workshop where's the closest place that there are stores and restaurants that he and sonic can go to According to the Sonic wiki website, this workshop is east of Spiral Hill village, so that would be the closest so would that be the closest place or is it somewhere else? indeterminate
0: um one of the things that we well, I don't want to speak for everyone, but generally we're not trying to be too precise on placement of anything because there isn't any precise placement of anything. you could argue that you can have some idea of where countries are in relationship to each other thanks to the unleashed map, but that map is not universal. Like it doesn't work for the forces map, it doesn't work for the shadow map, so there isn't really a world map for us to work off of. So it's probably better not to put down like super hard distances and relationships between regions. So Tales' Place is kinda east to Spiral Hill. So you know that you might be able to see one from the other otherwise who knows what's in between maybe there's a little hamlet maybe there's nothing but wilderness it will will fill in those blanks if we need to as the story goes on
1: a little hamlet huh a little hamlet in there
0: little village
1: uh-huh
0: neighborhood cold the sack maybe pick a center what do you want from me <laughs>
1: Do you think it would be possible for an official IDW Sonic-style book to be made that would include bios and artwork of the characters and maps of various locations that appear in the comic? Should we tweet or email IDW and Sega to ask for this? Absolutely! I mean, we got a
0: freaking toaster oven and a pizza cutter. An art book should be an easy sell.
1: (laughs) Yes, you'd think so. You'd think so. Why not give it a try? I have a suggestion for a reference list for the podcast. My idea is a list of recommendations of media that you've never experienced that you're given on the Bumblecast, such as movies, TV series, games, and books. As you finish experience them, you could remove them or mark them as seen, played, or read. And new ones could be added as we recommend them and include them in questions. What do you guys think? Please no. It's a lot I of work. I am
0: desperately begging no. It's a lot of work. <laughs> Please no. Um, I understand the idea behind it, mm-hmm. but I don't have enough time to enjoy the media that i want to enjoy right now adding a list that would grow so fast of things that i may not even be interested in and now feel obligated to do would just stress me out Mm -hmm. i it is disappointing when a question comes in what do you think of this and it's like sorry i don't know and that's disappointing for everybody because i don't want you to feel like you've wasted your time waiting for the answer and you don't get the answer that you want but there's no way that i can maintain all that i'm doing and have an active list of things to you know consume it wouldn't even be for enjoyment to be researched at that point and uh, that would definitely color the experience
1: right what are some of your guys' favorite moments in Sonic Boom such as scene, scenes, jokes, one-liners, etc.? Some of my favorite moments are the serious moments in the sidekick, Dudorino Bro guy from Blue with NB, uh, Eggman on Sonic's answering machine in guilt tripping, and Tails is singing karaoke and anything you can do, I can do Worser.
0: Um most of my favorite stuff came from season 2 like the gag about putting the baby in the blender <laughs> or well, Knuckles talking about how you have to take down the biggest one in the yard. Knuckles, that's prison. Only if you let it be.
1: <laughs> I mean, pretty much any time. Knuckles, <laughs> Knuckles in court <sighs> with him against himself. <laughs> Feminist <laughs> Knuckles also wounded. is very funny. Knuckles constantly getting exploded. <laughs> that's well, a very good uh, one. Doing
0: the road trip the as the boy band for oh, the second time yes yes yeah and they, they pick up that creepy guy and say like, what were you doing there standing on the road there lists the stranger biding my time that's funny <laughs> that is hilarious <laughs> uh what episode was it they're they're trekking off into the mountains and tails is writing letters back to zoe about their <laughs> their various misadventures and it's all taken place in like a day except he's phrased it like it's been a multi-year expedition and it's all blow away. It's like, oh no, I gotta start over. Day one!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Then you make a joke about almost having to wear pants, feeling like he needed to wear pants for the first time in his life or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) It was cold enough I almost needed to wear pants. (laughs) 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 I kind of love when the sonic boom kind of throws a lampshade on some of the weird sonic things that they make specific mm. like you know male characters not being they... allowed to wear pants like what
0: <laughs> i love when they just straight up kick the fourth wall in the face yeah and all falling <laughs> you know, roger wait who's roger he's talking to me but never mind
1: <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
0: <laughs> what is that he's, he's going to his like his inner self his inner mind palettes, and it keeps going layer by layer and it's just him in a Sonic costume throwing out the trash whoops too far <laughs>
1: <laughs> God, this show oh. <laughs> so dumb I love it uh, man freaking sticks just just sticks yeah it- <laughs> Best moments just sticks, pretty much. (laughs) It's just just something about her, you know? Something about her. All right, here's another question from Madeline. At the end of the episode of Sonic Boom, anything you can do, I can do worse. Sonic says to Tails, oh, there's just one more thing before Tails sings karaoke. This line reminds me of the iconic recurring quote from Columbo in the TV show of the same name. As he says, the same thing. I was wondering, is this a reference to Columbo from you, Ian? I was also originally going to ask if you guys have seen Columbo in this question, but an answer from a recent episode of the Momocast answered it when you guys answered a question about Vector and Columbo. It's one of the best live-action shows of all time and has aged well. I've been watching it with my parents since I was a kid, and they also grew up watching it.
0: Uh, I'm not sure, because my script was edited by the writing team after I sent it in. That might have been a Bill Freeburger joke. I'm not sure. I didn't write it, but you know, it works. And if that is meant to be a reference, haha. If not, mm, whatever, it still makes sense in the context of the scene. Um, speaking of Columbo though, uh, this person is not affiliated with me, but I was so charmed by that. I'm giving them a shout at anyway. Uh, Joe Chouinard, I believe is how it's pronounced. Uh, they're on Twitter at Joe C H O U I Joe, uh, Joe Chow? shall shall I don't know. Um, they are a webcomic writer and artist and they did an absolutely brilliant columbo frazier crossover <laughs> that
1: oh boy it is
0: Im- it is immaculate <laughs> Kyle sounds- it is perfect
1: i've not seen this and it already sounds incredible just by, <laughs> just by it, it is you nothing short it. of
0: genius
1: oh man
0: <laughs> so go to go to I mean their artwork and their sense of humor is fantastic anyway so you should check them out but that Columbo Fraser crossover comic is oh my god it's just great
1: god that just sounds amazing <laughs> I love some Columbo I need to I need to go back to it though it's been a very long time I don't think I've really watched it since I was a kid but yeah yeah it's it was fun next up In the Sonic Boom TV series, we know that the Boom Crew, Eggman, and the other people in the population live on islands in the ocean and have lived there for a while. We've seen the Boom Crew leave the island in the Boom video games, some episodes of the show, and when Sticks travel through dimensions in the World's Unite event in the Archie comics. I wonder what other locations there could be on the entire planet in the Boom universe, and I headcanon that there could be large cities, metropolitan areas, and continents like in modern Sonic. What areas do you guys think could be across the planet? And if boom had continued, what areas would you have wanted to see? I imagine it's the wind waker planet and it's all just water. <laughs> yeah. Like there's a lot of islands
0: in mainline Sonic, but it to me, it never really felt like Island adventures, you know, yeah. part of that was the limitations of what they could portray at the time. But like boom actually felt like, Oh, it's a bunch of islands. And I kind of like that for something different. Yeah. Um, in general. I like boom was different and I wish they were able if I wish they'd been allowed to lean into that even more. So, you know, more ancient cities and relics and, you know, maybe not have traditional city settings, maybe keep it largely rustic. And that Eggman is the most advanced tech planet wide or play it for the joke. And there's actually some super continent that's hyper advanced and, Eggman is just somebody out in the boonies who can barely even compete that'd be funny too whatever works for the joke with Boom you
1: know (laughs) whatever's funniest yes, yes. always whatever's funniest with Boom
0: you know maybe they decide to go exploring they're tired of dealing with Eggman's noise and all the jerks in Hedgehog Village so they just get on a boat and they sail north and they sail and they sail and they arrive right back on the island (laughs) wait a minute (laughs) <laughs> okay no we're gonna go east this time east 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 they fit the west coast what do you mean we're the only thing out here
1: <laughs> it's like a video game where you get to the edge of the map and it just loops right back to the other side <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy that's a good one that's a good one If Sonic and Tails got transported to the world of Toy Story during a time between the second and fourth Toy Story movies and transformed into toys, how would they feel about it? Would it differ with modern and boom Sonic and Tails? I feel like it would depend on the age of the kids that they were played with, like the situation with the caterpillar and butterfly rooms in Toy Story 3. It would be heartwarming to see them see the world through Woody and his friend's eyes. I imagine Sonic and Tails saying something like, wait, we're actually real animal people and Woody and friends helping them get back to their world. Also, there's a Toy Story mod for Sonic Generations of Sonic is the size of a toy in Andy's room. That's cool. You can find it on YouTube. That sounds kind of funny.
0: (laughs) This is the most oddly specific question I think we've ever gotten. And it's more or less a fanfic pitch. Sort of. (laughs) But it's also perfectly safe. So
1: yeah, because this is probably never going to happen most likely this never is throwing gonna...
0: me for a loop this is a, this is we're an uncharted territory <laughs> i've sailed north and east and i've went back at the island again ah! <laughs>
1: uh-oh <laughs>
0: i mean i guess it does beg the question if sonic were somehow kingdom hearts into a toy story <laughs> toy would he maintain the rules of acting like a toy i mean he's not really one to follow convention no. Would he break that rule and just be active even in the presence of people? Mm-hmm. Or is there uh, kind of some greater cosmological force that makes toys do this? I'm asking uh, some questions that I don't think were ever meant to be asked.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. I have.
0: Hmm. Hmm.
1: I'm scared. And there's a heck
0: of a. There's a heck of a time skip between Toy Story 2 and 3. That'd be a long time for them to be stranded in Andy's place. (laughs) I mean, if there's no way back, I would imagine they've made their peace to a degree. Tails is frustrated that they can build so much with Tinker Toys and Legos. You can't make an interdimensional portal with these, Sonic. I've tried. Yeah, But Sonic is laid back enough. You know, if he's trapped there as an action figure,
1: I guess he'd get along with it uh he'd figure it out i mean why not sonic can cross over with anything why not <laughs> i recently finished watching cowboy bebop and it's so good i was wondering if you have any favorite characters and non-spoiler moments of cowboy bebop i know there might be some people listening who haven't seen it also Rouge teamed up with Faye for bounty hunting and tails teamed up with ed for hacking how would it go
0: yeah kyle some people haven't seen it yet kyle all
1: right that's fine i'm not the one who hates stan Bush's the touch this is gonna be a thing now is it oh it absolutely is
0: (laughs) that's okay yeah we can still get you can still run with us
1: (laughs) i see passion in your eyes anyway I'm not saying that's a bad song. That's a fantastic song. But come
0: on. It's not the touch. Well, it just gives me an excuse to break into song every time. But we are getting away from the point. We and are. this question. We truly are.
1: Yes. Uh,
0: God. I like everybody in the show. Like, everybody's endearing and charming and engaging to some degree or another. I mean, Vicious is more of a trope than a character when you really get down to it. But... He's still an effective narrative device. Um, The nuance and the depth that you get with repeated viewings of each character and their personal struggles is heartbreaking and just get your claws into you every time. I I can't pick one character. I love the show top to bottom. It's uh, it's great. Even, even all of like the ancillary characters, the, the bounties they're after the, the three old men that keep showing up. They're all great. All of it, every single bit of it, though. Mm. (laughs) I mean, sure, Feng Shui Boogie Woogie is not the best episode, but when that is your low mark, come on, man. Um, Rouge and Fei taking out a bounty together would be just another excellent episode. Just the two of them kind of snarking at each other and then... You know, there's a lot of friction and they don't want to work together, but then something happens and they have to work and they're perfectly coordinated and they're completely badass the entire time. I want to see this animated now. Um, <laughs> Ed would be a handful for anybody, including Tails, but I think he's pleasant enough and even keel enough that he'd be able to work with her to accomplish whatever goal they were doing and be incredibly impressed with her prowess. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I I need to I need to get on that at some point. I, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Do you guys have any voice actors in mind to play Surge, Kit, Tangle, Whisper, and Starline? For Surge, I think that Erica Mendez's Ryuko Matoi from Kill La Kill would be perfect. While a mix of this and Erica's cheerier roles would fit Tangle. I also imagine Great Lyle's voice as Vicky from the pa- Fairly Odd Parents fitting Surge. They're both unhinged and kind of have a similar color scheme too. For Kit, I think Castly Weaselix's Spike the Dragon from My Little Pony would suit him. For Whisper, I imagine Stephanie Shea, who has played a lot of soft voice characters, and I think that Weird Al would be amazing as Starline. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, could work.
0: I'm not going to argue you're wrong on that last one. It would be amazing. Yeah. It's not the first thing that comes to mind for me. No, not quite. It would be amazing.
1: Yes. He could pull it off. Hmm. It would be a very different star line from, at least what I'm used to, and <laughs> what from what you've portrayed him as. But uh, I think it would
0: be very different from what everyone expected. Yeah, but yeah. It would be amazing. Yes. So, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know about Kathy's spike for Kit. It something about that tone of voice just doesn't click for me but this is me going off of my memory of her portrayal and you know thinking exclusively of that rendition like i know they all have range they can take that core voice and manipulate it up and down and yeah massage it through the presentation um i will say trying to draw a Parallel between Vicky and Surge. Ah, I'm not hearing it myself. Vicky's too shrill in my mind for Surge. Grey Delisle,
1: Grey Delisle in general, would probably be a good fit for Surge in some way. I mean, she is also Azula, and you know, she has a lot of range. She could do, she could figure something out, but I don't think it would be quite any of her existing characters that I can think of at least. Um, Yeah.
0: I don't have any good alternate suggestions because I'm
1: terrible with voice actors, but um, that's well, my two cents. We've talked before. I I can imagine as, um, I can imagine Whisper's voice being maybe uh, being Ashley Johnson. I think she could pull off sort of that um raspy whisper-ish voice. You know, mm. a bit of an understated, but also ability to just get real, like real emotional. <laughs> I think it could work. I think she could pull it off. Um, that's that's really about it, but we've talked about this before and so yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of possibilities there, so if you have any suggestions, leave them in the comments. know, if you're able to say, I was wondering what Sega has notes on for the state of the Babylon Rogues relationship with the cast. I feel like they are meant to be troublesome anti-heroes, but not true villains. Could the Babylon Rogues change at all and become more like reformed friends? We've seen in the IDW comics that it varies. Sometimes they can still cause trouble, and sometimes they hang out. Despite Whisper being skeptical, they were welcome to attend the party at Spiral Hill after the metal virus ended. The three will cooperate with Sonic and the others when it benefits themselves, so they haven't changed much. Jet tried to get Whisper to become a Babylon rogue, only for his benefit. Is Wave still a bully to Tails, or could we see her change her ways in the future as well? I haven't received any direct uh, correspondence
0: concerning them, but... We haven't used them a ton, and I think I'm when I've worked with them, they're within the range of what they expect, and that's their antagonists. They're not world-ending antagonists; they're not life-threatening, but they're jerks,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: I hope they stay that way. You know, Sonic needs to have adversaries in a range; you know, they can't always be big-time enemies
1: like Doctor Eggman. There may be a and it's one of the reasons. Couple steps above rough and tumble, you know. Yeah, yeah. A little sure. more threat. A <laughs> little, more more th- little more threatening, but you know, not like world ending. <laughs> but they're not gonna be like not global.
0: They're not gonna be a threat like Rough and Tumble are,
1: who are, you know, readily
0: bodily harm levels of threat. They're more of a inconvenience, a nuisance. A if you ha- if you enter a race with them, you know you're gonna come away come away with some bruises. It's they're it's a little more than rivalry, but it's not much further than that. Mm-hmm. And I like that. It, it gives us some room within the greater cast to have conflict that isn't boiled down to save the world or save the lives, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Wave is still going to bully Tails. Storm's always going to be picking a fight with Knuckles. Jet is always going to be trying to show up Sonic. And I like that. I'm good with that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. As the Sonic community has seen, Sega's mandates on the characterization of Shadow have been criticized for a while now. Sega seems to be preferring that he acts extremely hostile and stubborn as of late in the IDW comics, more than how he's usually portrayed in the games. I love how both you, Ian, and Evan have been working around this mandate, when you guys can, in your writing of him, which makes him seem more like himself. A sea Shadow is a tsundere. He does care about people and his friends and allies, but rarely shows it overtly. He's very cold and can be hostile and stubborn but he does have a polite and compassionate side. His traumatic past motivates him to help others because that's what Maria wished for him. I was wondering, how would you both describe him in your own description? Who is Shadow to you?
0: Funny enough, at this point, I can't really say a lot. Um, Suffice to say, we're pretty much of the same mind, you and I.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's... I I don't know how I feel about Shadow, honestly. (laughs) Well, you wish
0: he was dead.
1: Well... Mostly for plot reasons, but if we have to have him, <laughs> if we do have to have him, then I kind of like the way you portrayed him in Archie more than anything. He's, he kind of started out as a jerk, but then he kind of he warmed up, and then, you know, Team Dark actually was a thing in Archie, for one, and that was nice. And, yeah, I, I don't know, but, eh, he's all right. <laughs> he could be better, though. And our last question. What are your guys' favorite Halloween themed movies and or shows? Some of mine are the live action Adams Family movies from the nineties and Sonic's Night of the Werehog. Yeah, Night of the Werehog is great. <laughs> the live action Adams Family movies are uh outstanding. I don't care what anybody mm. says. Oh, they're <laughs> charming. Absolutely. I mean <laughs> I I I yes. We can only wish we had a relationship as wholesome as uh as the Adams. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We never will. Nobody who does. Uh,
0: uh I think we touched on this in a previous mini back yeah, we in did. Halloween, but Yes. Uh, back and James Angry Beavers mini. Halloween special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the Angry Beavers Halloween special starring Oxnod Montavo is hysterical. It is exquisite. I love it. Love it. Love it. Um and just about anything Homestar Runner does on Halloween, <laughs> whether it's making fun of what? costumes or making their own costumes, the, the recent retread of their old cartoon was
1: hilarious. <laughs> I did like that DLC for the old cartoon. <laughs> Perfect.
0: Get you some orange and black marshy Halloween marshmallows.
1: God, I hate when you. Boogity boogity! I'll scare your dad. I hate when you do that. <laughs> and at the same time I love it because it's hilarious just means I got the touch Kyle I've got the power that's right yeah that's right better have the touch and the power <laughs> alright I think we've had enough we have we have
0: uh, thank you Madeline Blue Star 7 for sponsoring this episode if you want to BK any of your own head over to patreon.com slash bumblecast koficom
1: slash bumblecast or become a YouTube member at the $25 mark Alright, thanks everybody for tuning in and we will catch you in the next episode. It's over!